Bound chicken bow wow. Have you can brown cow really fast? It sounds like brown chicken brown cow. No? Brown chicken brown cow. You gotta say brown it, gotta say it fast though. Brown chicken brown cow. But like with a little emphasis on it. Oh, brown chicken brown cow. There you go. <laughs> I'm not sure why we're doing this. I've no this idea. Part of the... I have no idea why we're doing that. Um, You're a anyways, strange man. A strange but beautiful man. Thank you right. so much. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here with my co-host or host, my partner, as always, James Shramko. <laughs> <laughs> we often have this discussion, don't we, mate? We do. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's uh, Sydney summer here. I can't ask for anything else. It's just perfect. Well, I'm stuck in New Mexico because there's this crazy storm, tropical storm Hercules. It's actually not a tropical storm at all, but storm Hercules has canceled 700 flights into New York City, and my flight was one of those. Oh, okay. So now where's the lemonade from this lemon? What's the positive? It's amazing here, and I love it, and I'm happy to – in fact, I was having a conversation with Carrie. I was like, man, I wish we could just stay a couple extra days, and, and then the universe conspired to cancel my flight, our flight, so that I couldn't get in. But the positive is that I'm getting the best sleep of my life. I'm having these insights as to whether or not I'm actually suited to live in the city. And, and, and how much longer we want to do that. It's just like inspiring all these conversations, spending this much time in nature, which we hadn't had in quite a while. Well, I've lived with you in Hawaii. And frankly, I don't get why anyone would live in the city. I've seen a video about uh, yesterday called Paranoia. And the guy's ideal lifestyle was, you know, 500K a year, a great city apartment, a big you know he has a suit and a job and he goes to work for this amazing company i'm like screw that that seems like hell i'm sitting here at the beach looking out over the pacific ocean in uh, a suburb which is a village atmosphere there's bicycles there's coffee shops there's food there's walkways there's you know like it's heaven that was one of my lifetime goals to live in this scenario, I imagined it, and now it's true. And I don't get living in the city. I don't understand it, but I'm sure there, that, that you have your reasons. Different strokes for different folks. At, there, there's a lot of reasons to live in the city, and, and I could go into what I love about New York City. But I want to touch on what you just said in your last little run there, which was goals. And we're on episode 37, and the title of this episode is Goals. And goals are something that we all have in common. Every one of us has desires, things that we'd like to do, experience, or accomplish. And the practice of continually setting and reaching your goals is the practice of creating good habits and successful ventures of any kind in your life. And notice that we're talking about goals, not resolutions. And I'll tell you why when we dig into this episode. So goals, what are they? How are you using them? And how are they affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Right. So are you going to tell me that resolutions are just, uh, it just stands for re-solution, implying that something was broken before, therefore they suck? Well, that's I've never heard it that way, but but kind of, yeah. I was gonna say. Uh, well, <laughs> well you, tell, you, you tell me what you're gonna say, and then we'll debate about it. Okay, all right. So, 
goals versus resolutions, right? So it's a lot easier to go as a person in any direction from good to better than it is to go from bad to good. And it's possible to use goals as a way to make yourself feel bad about what you haven't already done. So if you're setting a goal to do something, take a look at how you're framing it to yourself. Are you framing it as a judgment on what you haven't already done or as an addition to what you already have? Because it's much more efficient to add additions on than to view it as a judgment. Because if you're viewing it as a judgment, you have to spend extra energy feeling bad about what you haven't already accomplished. Whereas if you're viewing it as an addition to your life, then you can use that energy that you would have spent beating yourself up about what you haven't already done to do the thing you actually want to do. So my point is to start from neutral with your goals. Yeah, I guess that's one way to look at it. But if you're treating it as an addition, then it automatically implies that your amazing imaginary life is um, that less something is where you're at now. So it kind of implies a loss anyway. It's even called the gap by some. Well, I don't know. I think that you can have it that things are good and that you'd also like more. There's an easy way to do that. All right, let's hear it. You just reflect on where you've come from. Well, there you go. You just say, okay, well, I'm here now. Where was I before? And if you've moved forward, you can say, hey, that's amazing. Let's celebrate that. I feel good. I'm positive. I'm like a classic example. Me right now looking out over the Pacific Ocean. You know, if I go back five years ago, I was looking out over the Pacific Ocean. (laughs) So that's not the best story there. I was on a, a few beaches up. And that was that was an amazing time in my life. I loved living on the beach. That really uh, centered me to this kind of lifestyle. I went from there into inland, into acreage, which I didn't enjoy as much. It had some positives, but it also was not the lifestyle that I loved. So, But if I go back further, if I go back 10 years ago, I was in a suburb of Sydney working in a car dealership, grinding it out in the job, and living, you know, in a in a not as nice a place as I live now. So if I took sort of a broad view of it, I've actually moved forward in my life. I'm progressing, and I'm feeling good about that. And I celebrate it. I enjoy it, and I take it for granted sometimes. But if you actually take take the time to reflect, you can actually f- express gratitude, which is kind of like expressing positive emotion for the things you already have, and. I would expect you would probably be talking about this stuff more than me even, but I've only recently been learning about this in the last year or so, and it's actually made me happier. It does make you happier, and it brings me – it reminds me of something we've discussed before, which is that in any given situation, you have two ways to win or succeed with that situation and one way to lose. So you can win by getting in agreement with the way things are or – by changing things to make them the way that you want them. And that's the strategy most people use. They make the world fit the picture of their mind or you make your mind fit the picture of the world. So those are the two ways that you can win in a situation. The way that you can lose is to leave things the way they are and be out of of agreement with them and not change anything. And the point here is that if you can get an agreement with things If you can get in agreement with things, they're a lot easier to change. If you can get right with the way things are now, then from where you are, 
it, it, you're in a position to have things get better. So it's, it's far better to have the ability to appreciate what you have than it is to get what you want because if you get what you want and can't appreciate it, you know, what you want becomes what you have. So more things will come your way when you appreciate what you have and I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Well, I think one of the most important things there is, uh, is what you said. Some people don't like what they have but they're not prepared to change what they have. And I'm wondering if those people even have goals or if they have thought about what they'd rather have to move towards it. Uh, like, interesting, uh, I think we've mentioned this one before. Quite often on a Facebook post or whatever, I've inadvertently posted something amazing like a nice view of the water or something I'm doing for the day and someone will write, jealous. And that's them like expressing their dissatisfaction with where they're at right now versus where I'm at. And I have to be careful about that because I know there's such a thing as social media jealousy. And so I've actually tailed back a little bit. Uh, I know some people go way over the top with their boasting and stuff on Facebook. So I'm truly trying not to boast anymore, just trying to share personality or insights. But do you think everyone actually has goals? I think yes. I think everyone has desires. And I'm going to break down what I think a goal is. So I don't know that everyone has goals. I know that everyone has desires. And I think it's hard for us, James, because we're so empowered, right? It's hard for us to recognize uh, and and know what it feels like to feel extremely defeated, to feel like you're just been beaten down by the world and you don't really have a way to get what you want. Like a lot of people don't get reality that they really can have things the way they want them if they're willing to put in the time, energy, and effort to make it make it so. And I think it's hard for us sometimes to realize where some people are, which is they feel defeated by the world and they may have desires, but they don't feel that they can get them, so they don't even try. Yeah, okay. Well, that. That is interesting. Uh, so you're talking about people being discouraged if they don't reach their goals. So maybe they don't have a better way of looking at goals than than the simple on-off approach that a lot of people take, which I think is a flawed model. And I remember interviewing Raymond Aaron about this. He had analog goals. It's like you pick three levels. You have your minimum goal your target goal and your outrageous goal. So you could basically land anywhere in that, that sphere and you've achieved your goal. So we talk about degrees of success rather than yes or no. And if you put down a goal and you don't reach it, then it's still it's a good time to actually reflect on, okay, I didn't reach the target that I'd set. You know, was it a smart goal? That's one of the words. It's sort of a buzzword people talk about, which is like, is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it achievable? Is it realistic? Is it something else tangible? Is it? Someone will probably tell us, someone very clever. But the, the thing is, you know, like, there's no point just saying some crazy goal that means nothing. There's no realism behind it. You know, shoot for Mars. If we make it to the moon, we've done well. But if you even get your minimum goal and I suggest that you set very small minimum goals so that they are easy to achieve because then you can celebrate early and one of the, the big things is we need to celebrate more when we reach our goals. That's something that uh, we tend to not do as high achievers. We tend to up our bar as to what requires a celebration and I have, I, I'll put my hand up and say I've been terrible at celebrating things that other people would be flipping out about. Like they would just be going off about some of the things that I've achieved and I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's let's get on to next month or next year. And that I think comes from decade in 
a very competitive industry where you are only ever as good as your last month. And when I was a commission salesperson selling motor vehicles, I was getting paid on a monthly commission basis at the beginning of every month on the 1st of, Jan- 1st of January, 1st of February, 1st of March, 1st of April, all the way through the year, you got reset to zero. So it was kind of hard to celebrate a great achievement because within a day, you're back to like scratch. So isn't that interesting that I have had so much experience at starting from scratch that I'm... It's kind of like, well, I'm used to that now, whereas other people will be defeated by having to do that once or twice. Right. And, you know, I, th- I think it's um, – I love that you're talking about spending more time celebrating where you are and when you achieve things, like really small things. And this is something that um, that you've really ingrained in me over the past year, which is to set small goals that you can reach so that you have something to celebrate each week. Now, I'm not – I am not shy on celebrating. I'm celebrating something all the time. That's not a problem I have, the lack of celebration of how things are. (laughs) You strike me as a good celebrator. (laughs) I celebrate this fine. But, you know, I I, I love that you're talking about the importance of setting goals you can reach because I send out an email uh, when people sign up for Smart Marketer asking them to tell me their goals. And there's this phenomenon I see, and I'm getting like, let's say, you know, 500 to 1,000 opt-ins a month uh, in some form or another. And... I get a lot of people who respond to that email and they say, you know, there's a phenomenon of these very general and very broad goals. Like I want to make $5,000 per month and like that's cool. But the reason why I asked the question, what is your business goal for the next three months is to get people to think about the smaller steps that they have to take to get to that goal. Because the way that I define a goal is a desire that has an action attached to it over time that ends in a result. So desire, action, time, result. That's how I define a goal, and and that's different from a want. And and also writing down the things that James was talking about, that we've been talking about that you want but you're not sure how you're going to get, like some crazy big thing, like I would love to have an island in the Caribbean. That's valuable and that's great to do, but that's like a want list. That's not a goal. Goals are different because they have actions attached to them. A want is something that you just want. A, A goal brings that desire into the real world with specific actions attached to it. Nice. Yeah, well, and goals aren't just financial goals as well. You know, 2000 and, uh, well, let's say in the, in the last few years, I've achieved some very specific financial goals that I've, you know, set myself. I remember um, one of the first financial goals I set as an employee was $100,000 a year, and I reached that in 1997. And bought a watch to celebrate that. It was like I locked it in. The next goal was to be a a general manager or dealer principal of a Mercedes dealership. And when I achieved that, I bought a a watch. You know, I anchored those achievements. And every time I look at my watch, I remember that I achieved something significant. So it's really important to attach an anchor to a significant achievement. So, you know, other goals that I'd set myself was to sell a million dollars a year, you know, to make a million dollars a year in my business, and I achieved that. Then the next goal was to make a million dollars profit in a year, and I achieved that. And, of course, there's all these other things. Like beyond our uh, monetary, let's have a look at things like health. You know, I want to, I want to um, I actually feel fitter and, and I feel healthier than I have for decades uh, even at my age now, because I'm more active, I've got a I've got a step count KPI that I keep each day or an activity thing. 
my relationships fantastic. I've got really, really good friendships and partnerships now. Um, my time goals, I really have mastery over my calendar. I've only got Tuesdays really for other people and that is my silver circle calls and a fast web formula mastermind, which I do now. It's probably coming up in the news. I wanted to, I want to, I want to have more um, abilities and stuff. So like I'm learning surfing. I'm an absolute novice. I get out there, I flounder, I fall off and I paddle back out and I try again and again. And I'm sure people look at me and go, aha, this guy's a, a, a rookie or he's a learner or whatever. But you know what? Everyone who's surfing started off as a learner like we all came out of our mum and then we we couldn't even crawl <laughs> we could do nothing when we were born so it's quite natural to pick up new skills and then there's other stuff like what goals do you have for your customers and for your team and and um, society and uh, you know one day we'll probably tackle that big topic spiritual goals and stuff <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about it but I want to hear some more of your goals so you've said surf every day what else? Yeah, I want to. I want to surf every day that the weather's nice. You know, not. Not. I don't want to be like um, Seth Godin and just put out something every day because that's the goal. Only if it's good, right? So if the weather's good, I want to do less. 2014 for me is a year of doing less. I've worked hard up till now. I've worked smart. I've I've figured out a lot of mistakes. I'm starting to get into my stride. I'm maturing now. You know, I'm I'm sort of coming up closer to. The decade, uh, not quite there yet, but I started in late 2005 in this internet thing and I'm really getting in, in some cadence and I want to do less. I want to only do things that really excite me, that I feel super uh, passionate about, that I'm really, really good at and I don't want to do the other stuff. So I'm going to find a way to divest myself of that, whether it's um, sell something or reduce down something or just streamlined products or services. I could see myself creating a new business in 2014. And when Ooh, I say business, I, hey? Do you know what kind? Yes. Oh, um, well, are you going to tell us? <laughs> no, I'm not. But I could see myself starting a new business that is all of the best things that I love of all the things that I've got and to you know focus myself on that. It could be under the same entity. It could be a new entity. You know, that stuff's still, still um, open for discussion. But the thing is, I, I think I'll reinvent. I'll redefine. I'm going to move forward. I want to um, enhance, streamline, update, whatever you want to call it. But I'm excited about that. I'm very passionate about it. So if I combine that, uh, it'll have, I'll have more free time, if that's even possible. I'll do, do less stuff that I don't want to do. I'll have a new vehicle for me. You know, I've set the train tracks. So I want a new vehicle to move that forward. Uh, one of the things that I will do is start a new podcast. And that is because I've identified that I love doing podcasts. Uh, we've got this show and we started this show in 2013 from scratch. And we did 36 episodes, 36 episodes in 2013. I'd like to get to 52 in 2014. Yeah, I was thinking that. We didn't quite reach 50, and I think we could easily do that. But I'm not starting a new podcast because this one sucks. Quite the opposite. I'm starting it because this one's awesome, and I love this podcast. And I, I love my other podcast as well. I've actually got three podcasts, and I think you've got at least two, haven't you? I've got two, yeah. Yeah, but the new podcast will be in a different genre. And I want to go for a broad market. So it's not going to cannibalize or compete with this one at all. In fact, what we found is 
that the the two podcasts I have, uh, the main two with partners, Freedom Ocean and Think at Get, complement each other. Uh, you know, no, no one says, "Oh, I'll just listen to this one and not the other one." You know, it's not like that. It's like, "Oh, good. Oh, there's another one." You know, and well, it, we it can... don't come from a we don't come from a scarcity mindset. In fact, yeah. I think the more stuff you do, the more people you engage, the better for our podcast. Well, the more people I, will find out about it. That's it. When I partner up with my new partner on the on the new podcast, we'll ca- catch a new market of people who will become aware of me and become aware of you. In fact, if you search for my name in Google, which I have done once, your name comes up down the bottom in related fields. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that's cool. So, you know, this is this is this is a whole other thing. But anyway, what Think at Get has taught me last year is that podcasts are something I really enjoy. I think I'm reasonably good at it now. Like I I, I can do them. I can reliably do them even if I'm traveling and I want to do more of them. I want to get better at it. I want to make great podcasts. So I'm looking at other people's podcasts now. I'm asking my community which podcasts are good and why, what, what's remarkable, good or bad about them. And I'll see if I can lift the bar and I'm sure we'll, we'll lift with that. Yeah, I think we will on Think Act Get. I've got some cool plans for Think Act Get and I know you do too. So Think Act Get's only going to get better in 2014. So I'm going to share some of my goals for 2014. How about that? Go for it. Uh, that was really, I really enjoyed hearing that, uh, by the way, uh, hearing what, what some of your goals are. And, and um, I, I'm going to dig a little deeper on them when I get you in a private conversation. <laughs> I'm curious about what's going on. Look and, at you. And you always want to be where the puck's about to be, don't you? I do. I want, well, I want to, you look, man, I want to know what you're up to. I want to know what you're into. And, and I am like, yeah, you, you know me, dude. I'm going to find out what's going on. Uh, <laughs> At the very least, you'll find out as a Silver Circle student. That's true. You'll, you'll That's find true. out what's happening. I, I have a feeling that I, I've got my ear closer to the gossip than even Silver Circle. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Mike. So, all right. So, my goals. You know, uh, I think there's like types of goals, right? When I think about goals, I think about like personal goals and business goals. And I'm going to give you some of those. So I'd really like to implement a better sleep-wake cycle. I don't want to work all night and sleep all day. And that's like, I'm so uh, uh, prone to doing that. And, And I find that when I leave the city, when I actually see the sun rise and see the sun go down, and I'm not like in, you know, the city in my apartment, I don't, I don't see the outside like that. I do end up on a really nice sleep-wake cycle. Like I go to sleep at midnight and I wake up at 8 a.m. and I work in the mornings and I, it just feels really good to do that. And one of my goals for 2014 is to really modify that sleep-wake cycle and actually have that be something that I do consistently because I feel like it will significantly increase the value, of, uh, improve the quality of my life. I'd 100%, like to- man. Totally. That's like one of the biggest changes for me last year and I'm tired tired by 10 o'clock now and I'm happy to go to bed because I know that I'll be up early in the morning and I can get to it then. I got, I actually got good at just letting go of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really into that. My next goal for, for, for 2014 is to hire even more help and that like in all areas of my life. I have a lot going on and I'm working I'm, – I'm fairly dang good at delegating, right? I've got a big team and I, and I do well but like I could be even better at that and I could really focus on just what I'm amazing at. Like I shouldn't – there's things that I do in my businesses and there's things that I do that I, that I shouldn't be doing that, that would be better suited to someone else's skill set and I'm going to make that happen for me. And the other thing is more movement. Uh, I've gotten into the habit of not quite moving as much as I was previously and it doesn't feel good in my body. So my movement goals are yoga three times a week 
and jujitsu, which is sort of my explosive um, uh, activity, much like surfing for you, which I'm gonna can't wait to do in Manly, by the way, two times a week. So those are my movement goals, and I think that I'd like to give you listeners some goals, some goals that that might be good to adopt. And these are also goals I have too. Deliberate time spent with your significant other, not default time. And and so I want it to get specific. So this might be, mean like such as like cook dinner for my significant other one time per week. So that's that's one thing. And I spend a lot of time with Carrie and we 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 do a lot of deliberate uh, uh, spending of time together and not just kind of hanging out because we're around each other. And, and it's really fun and we want to do even more of it. And the next thing is to be nice to people. And, and the way that I, that I think that you can do this specifically in your life, because we all end up in this situation, is to pay attention to the interactions that you have when with people who are of service to you. So like when someone does something for you, as simple as bagging your groceries, look them in the eye and actually thank them. So like, uh, be, like sp- spend some time um, acknowledging the people who are in a position of service to you and it will feel really good to do that. Nice. And do you, do you put in this in any format? What do you mean? Well, when I do my yearly vision and I'm looking at all the different things, you know, like I've got my health and relationships and money and, and time and, and stuff, personal stuff and businessy stuff. At the end of it, I write it down as if it's happened at the end of the year. So explicit. I'm, I'm not following you, dude. Well, I'll write down like I feel fit and alive because I eat well, I have plenty of sleep and I exercise daily. My surfing has improved. I walk every day and I've got lots of energy. My body feels trim and in shape. People respect me more because I'm a positive person and I accept other people's mental models without being judgmental. <laughs> oh, that's good. You know, uh, and so on. And I and I basically uh, continue on. Uh, like an affirmation uh, about yourself. Yeah, my business is set up beautifully and running well without me. Uh, my profit has doubled to X million dollars per year. Blah 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 blah. And I and I go. I put all my fun activities. I put my people activities. Put my spiritual activities. I talk about my clients, my team. You just you just journal that? Yeah, I just write it on a one, just on a piece of paper. That's a great idea. I haven't done that. So it's but basically, if you split down all your goals, like money goals, time goals, health goals, family goals, whatever whatever you can think of, put it all down, and then then tie them all up in a in a written form. That's going to be your weekly willpower wager. Uh, this week is to do exactly what James just did. Re-listen to what he just said and put in your own. You know, uh, put in. Maybe you could write that out for us. Well, you know, I've been doing this for for, for I don't know forever since I was eighteen or something. And uh, one year I wrote, I make two hundred thousand dollars a year, and blah blah blah. And at the time I was making a hundred and forty. And uh, we ended up in a negotiation. These guys were actually smart asses. They ran an ad for the job they wanted me to do, and then showed me the ad and said, "What do you think about the ad?" And I said, "What's your point?" And they're like, well, just, you know, do you think it's a good ad or whatever? I'm like, why are you running the ad? Do you want me to do the job or not? And I said, we want you to do it. How much do you you want us to pay you? And because I'd written my goal down, it was in my notepad, in my top pocket, and I visualized that it said, I make $200,000 per year. I just blurted out $200,000 per year. And one guy said, no way. And the other guy said, done. (laughs) And I was hired on the spot. They they basically argued with each other, uh, but that wasn't my concern. And they argued with each other to the point where they ended up having a business 
partnership collapse, like in the wow. end, it just turned atomic. Uh, so it should have been a sign. I knew it was going to be tough, and it was. But the point is, I wrote it down, so therefore I really, really bought into it. I was vested in it, and I thought, you know what, I'll go with this goal stuff. But but there is there is a simple way to do this, and I was just actually before we got on this call, this guy contacted me. I met him in Thailand, and and uh, I got to read you something. He said, he said, I just wanted to say thanks, and I'm like, oh yeah, for what? And he goes, well. I remember you sat down, we had a beer in Bangkok and in your Yoda wisdom, you basically told me that I need to get the why and the rest will start taking care of itself. First, I thought you just told me some nonsense to get rid of me, but then I listened to one of your podcasts and heard you say that to get better answers, you need to ask better questions and that kind of king hit me at the moment. And uh, basically, we're talking about the fact that if you really want to have all your goals or your life, you just got to work out what you actually want and that starts with the question like what, where do you want to live? How much would you like to earn? What, what sort of relationship would you like? How do you, what would you do uh, if you had all the money in the world and all the time in the world? What would you actually do? What's your default setting? The closer you can get to that uh, inverted commas retirement idea, then you can start designing your life around that. I've literally a lifestyle designer who's built my business around the life I want to live and the business pays for it. I even did a course on it called Wealthification. And uh, in news this week, I'll tell you that I'm going to give that away for free on Superfast Business. And I think that actually brings us right in to our news and updates section. Um, so you could even tell them that right now if you want. Okay. So in news this week, I'm uh, about to give away the Wealthification course from Superfast Business. That's my 2014. One of my goals is to actually increase the number of subscribers that I have to my core blog. And one way to do that is to give away some of my best stuff. This was developed inside Silver Circle. It was an answer to the most common questions I got asked. And it was a paid course. And now it's going to be free. And if it will help you define some of the it'll actually help you create a business that funds the lifestyle that you want it'll it'll work yeah any business any business uh, it, to the point where i did a uh, e-commerce course that a lot of you know called the brown box formula and one of the main modules that people went through was wealthification for e-commerce we spent like an hour and a half on the phone going through a webinar talking about that specific set of principles guiding you through a physical product business because it's the same thing. It's the same stuff. It's the core stuff. So if you actually would like to dare to have some goals this year that might seem a little bit bigger than what you're used to, just be mindful that you'll be able to get the at least the resource to leverage up. Now, if you're a member of FastWeb Formula, you've already got the course. But the good news is I'm creating new courses for FastWeb Formula this year. So that's one of my other goals. I want to do more product creation. That's how I'm going to work less. I'm just going to work on creating products that I love, that I'm really interested in, that I'm good at, and I'm going to share that with my best members. And FastWeb Formula and Silver Circle are my core business units, the ones I like the most. So podcasts and coaching, that's where my, my most of my bandwidth is going because the service businesses are running smoothly, uh, relatively well without me because of wealthification. It's awesome. Other things we have coming up is Fast Grip Formula 5 in Sydney in March. I get there March 2nd. I'm in town to the 25th. I'm staying right in Manly. Uh, I can't wait. 
yeah, just just a few doors from me. Actually, we'll be out in the surf every day. So if uh, if anyone's coming up a bit early, I'm sure we'll be out there bobbing around. Uh, I'll be the one falling off my surfboard. Uh, Ezra will be the one standing up because he's got that little bit of Hawaii. In well, there. I've got a little bit more practice. I've put my thousand hours in on on a surfboard. That's know? it, and I've put I've put my dozen hours in. You know, I'm I'm just cranking along, but I'll get there. I'd say by March I should be able to stand up. It's shaping up well, actually. The tickets uh, get they get closer to the normal price the closer we get to the event. So there's an incentive to book early. It's still uh, there's still some rooms available in the facility that we're holding it at. As you know, Ezra, it's very hard to get accommodation in Manly. It at, is tough. At this time, and it is tough. It took me like two months to find a good place. Yeah. So you want to get your hotel tickets right now if you're coming to that event. There'll there'll be at least a hundred people there, probably. 150. It's going to be awesome. I've got some surprises in store. I can tell you more about the lineup. I've actually got the 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 event mapped out. If you want, just for a, a second, let's hear it, dude. All right. So I'm going to be sharing a heap of stuff. Usually, my pet topics are profit and leverage. Um, Ezra's going to be talking about what's new in e-commerce. And there's uh, a March. dude. There's a lot of stuff going on in e-commerce. Pinterest is about to roll out, roll out an advertising platform, which is going to be crazy for e-commerce physical product business owners. Um, Amazon. There's some crazy stuff with Amazon. Facebook has changed completely since last year. Uh, it's there's a lot of stuff going on in in the physical product world. Yeah, that's hardcore. Now, if you want to see uh, Ezra's presentation from last year, I've published that on Superfast Business. It was one of the most popular posts. Dan Dobos is talking about combining online and offline marketing. He has a huge education business, and he uses online and offline to make stacks and stacks of profit. We've got Taki Moore talking about automating your sales process because, you know, why do everything manually? We have um, Teddy... Garcia coming to talk about automation at a, a really deep level. He, this guy is um, a super industry wizard. Uh, we've got Greg talking about conversions. Greg Kassar, he, he does huge e-commerce conversion stuff. I think I introduced you, Ezra. He's, he's, he's awesome. That guy's a beast. Uh, I'll be talking about more stuff. I'll be got some stuff about running a remote team. I don't often talk about that, but I think it's time. My team is so well-oiled now that... I'm happy to share some of the secrets. It's definitely been a big contributor to my lifestyle. I'm going to talk about traveling and what that did for me last year. I've I've had some huge uh, wins. You saw just recently I managed to get myself to the Dominican Republic and without any prior warning, got myself a speaking spot in front of the top entrepreneurs and it got recorded and then shared in front of everybody. It's giving They're giving it away now. So talk about how you might be able to do something like that and why you really need to get away from your desk, get out into the world. It's huge rewards for you. I'm sure you got a lot from coming over to Australia, Ezra. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. Well, I I won't tell you what. I'll let you keep going. Oh, no. You you can tell me what because it's it's relevant. My point is you should come to this event. You should travel to Fast Web Formula even if you're in another country. Well, I think we have like – We get a lot of Americans. It's such a long way and screw that. Get on the damn plane. It's not that expensive. I'm going to America in January, February, and March. So it's really not a big deal for you to pop over here once a year. It's not. And and, um, 
it's like I, I think we've we've hammered in how big of fans, how big we are. How I don't even know how to say it. We are big fans of live events. <laughs> we think that live events are really where it's at, and really a, a very um, uh, sort of like a ramp or like a, like a turbo boost in your business because you, you're going somewhere. Because here's why. I'll give you the I'll give you the science behind this, which is that. What you put your attention on grows, right? Where you focus your attention is where you see movement in your life. And when you go to one of these events, you're spending a few days in sort of an attention time capsule where all of your attention is focused on one area and you see such significant jumps and leaps in that area because you don't have the distractions of your everyday life. You're just focused on that area. That's that's what it is. You're blocking it off. You put the cocoon down around you and you just focus. So – then you and I have a podcast there. We're going to do a live podcast, but we're going to do one. Um, I think we'll it'll probably be a hybrid. We're going to prepare something pretty special for Traffic and Conversion Summit, but we'll take our top tips, everything we've learned to date, and um, from both of our businesses, and we'll see if we can have a like a super masterclass podcast. We have Brent talking about how he started up a brand new business. It's interesting to see a startup get up and running. Uh, we've got Fran. Uh, she's going to be talking about positioning and branding. I've been banging on about this for years. I mean, you know, even if you go back to the old Fastweb Formula recordings, even the Underground Profit System recordings or the Business Internet Formula recordings from four or five years ago, I've always been talking about how one day your brand and having proper design is going to be really, really important. And, we're, and now that Google have taken away all your keyword data, this is more important than ever. You need to own your brand. Uh, and I'm sure that applies to e-commerce as well. Absolutely. Then we have Keith Crunch talking about uh, Facebook. And we also have Andre Chaperon uh, talking about autoresponder stuff. And we'll, we'll sort of go beyond where he went with uh, autoresponder madness. We're going to talk about what's new and, and what he's been doing since and uh, get some real insights. And this guy's like an absolute legend in the industry for that. And then I'm going to uh, also have a contest. I remember last time we had some fun with the contest. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we'll repeat that. Uh, we're going to have a case study from a Silver Circle, some Silver Circle members. I mean, a lot of the speakers are Silver Circle members, obviously, uh, like Keith and um, Brent and Ezra, uh, uh, for starters. And uh, we're going to have um, some case study. We'll show you a $100,000 launch from scratch in a in a non-internet marketing industry with very little technology happening and we'll also i'm going to talk about um, how you can take action on the event and get the most value from it so i i'm really certain that your ticket price will be the smallest investment for the biggest return you've ever got uh, for the whole year because that's my goal and it's you know i'm passionate about this event and you really do one. you know you really do go the extra mile to make sure that people and it also helps that it's an, an intimate event it's only 100 folks 150 folks and that allows you to kind of curate it in such a way where it feels a lot more intimate and you get a lot more one-on-one attention so uh, well, i've also got like 30 minute breaks and 60 minutes lunches and a fully catered for dinner and drinks and entertainment like you you're self-contained for those uh, for the whole event you don't have to lift a finger. You don't even have to leave the venue. You might want to go across the road for an early swim or um, stay a few extra days. But the point is it's, it's all going to happen for you. You've really just got to turn up. So, we, so, so okay. So Fast Web Formula, it's going to be great. I'm going to keep us moving now. 
not that I don't love talking about fast food formula, but I do want to keep moving. <laughs> yeah, we have to move. That's <laughs> that was just outrageous. That was um, ridiculous. It was good, though. You've got I'm, no, no. I've, I've spent all week thinking about the event. I'm sorry, yeah, just no, I'm in that you, mode. You're passionate about it, and I love that. And I'm now um, hijacking the conversation back to the to the episode. So. Here's what I'm going to talk about how I'm awesome now. So you just that's a, yeah. basically that's the next piece of news is that my services agency is going really really well. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I've got lots of open projects. Uh, I've got some special stuff with you going on behind the scenes that we're working on getting rolled out for the agency, which I'm very happy about. So I'm happy about that. I'm really really excited about how this service ag- services agency is doing. And one of my favorite things about it is I only have you know 30 open projects which i feel like is actually quite a lot but each one of those projects is so valuable there's not a single one of those projects is less than $5000 and uh, it's really exciting uh, to have the, you know a higher end services agency i'm really enjoying that it's going really well um so i just want to thank you and thank our listeners cuz a lot of uh, our listeners have gotten in touch with me and and purchased services from this agency so um got quite a few folks from think act get which is really cool so thank you so much for that and i'm really enjoying um, having this services agency. And, and it brings me to something else I have coming up, which is I am launching my first software as a service business. I've always wanted a software as a service business. I have a fi- I've had physical product businesses. That's my specialty. Um, I have information marketing, content marketing business, a business. I have a services agency now. And a goal I've had for many years is software as a service. And the reason I've had that goal is because I believe the margins in that type of business are the best uh, of any of the different models that I have. And um, I have finally got a uh, an idea that I've fully specced out with my team. I've got a 13-page document on how it's going to work and the API and the whole thing, and I'm going into production on it. And check this out: it's going to cost me 20 grand to develop, 20 grand to develop it, and probably about 10 to 15 grand in marketing. So it's about a 30 to 35 thousand dollar investment. And I will let you guys know how it goes. It might fail. Uh, who knows? But it'll be <laughs> yeah, really. It could be like you know, I've been there, and it's um, it's a tough industry. I think. Because this, this, um, we've always got these great ideas. So hopefully, you're doing some validation and minimum viable products and yeah, stuff like yeah. they teach in the foundation. And exactly. Stuff. Uh, I haven't gone. Th- I think it might be prob- might be a good idea to check out the foundation and see what those guys have to say about that kind of stuff. But I, I know based on my feedback from my inner circle of e-commerce folks and uh, one of the bigger e-commerce forums, I basically went out to the e-commerce forums and I said, hey, I have this idea for this for this piece of software that integrates with e-commerce stores and uh, what do you think and what are you missing in this area? And I got like people who have six and seven and eight figure stores to give me just lists of things that they would want for this application and how the current applications that are out there are not serving them and pretty excited about it. Did you manage to catch the interview I did with Drew on uh, on my um, Superfast Business blog where he had a f- guy making absolutely squillions by making things that the big companies were missing and then selling it to them, basically teaching them how to suck eggs. What's uh, his name? Wh- uh, Drew. How to market and sell your startup business with Drew Williams? That one. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna- you should have a listen to that. It sounds exactly like what you're doing and – when I did my software as a service, I built something that I needed and I still use it every day, of course. I'm talking about Speed Dash, but I've just given that to Fast Web Formula members for free. Uh, I, I didn't put enough energy or effort into marketing it and sure. maybe I still should. I, it's just, I've just parked and it. I use it. <laughs> I use it too. Like, you know, so it's actually, and it's fast and it's good and we reprogram it and I've probably spent 20 grand on it, but 
you know, someone smarter and cleverer than I am in that area would probably do more with it than, than what I've done. I'm thinking of people like Jay Cower specifically. Mm. But anyway, we're going to be talking at Traffic and Conversion Summit. Coming right up, dude, like freaking 17 days from now, which is kind of exciting. We need to have a, a one-on-one and talk about what we're going to talk about. You've been, yeah, well, I've got some things in mind. I'm yeah, and you emailed me a couple months ago. You're on the ball. You're like, hey, dude, this is what I'm thinking about for traffic conversion. And I res- uh, um, I res- Well, that's how I work. I actually uh, I start a file in Evernote for the event. And then I, when I think of something, like I might be having a shower or I might be cooking or I might be surfing, I'll think of something, oh, that would be good to talk about at the event. And I come back and add it to the file. And what happens is when I'm uh, on the plane or I'm at the airport or whatever and I can't, I've got no creativity, I'm not thinking at all about it, I can open up my Evernote and go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I build out my slide deck and then boom, we can do it. So. I think we'll be able to come up with something pretty cool that uh, that will be unexpected for people. Yeah, I, I think so too. And the last thing, uh, I mean, it's going to be good. We, we, dude, we've got chemistry. That's we, we. Um, <laughs> not only are we going <laughs> to just sh- give us a microphone each in a we're bar, be all right. we'll, we'll be uh, fine. No, no, but seriously, I think that um, you know we, we'll make sure it's good because we'll share what's actually working for us, and and we'll entertain people and. Part of speaking is really entertainment. Um, so well, it's, a, it's most of it, really. Yeah, uh, <laughs> edutainment. Right. Edutainment, exactly. Last thing to know is if you are a Fast Web Formula member, uh, if you're not, you should be. Um, you can get on the phone with James live once a month, mastermind calls. Uh, well, no, no, dude. What? It's every week. What? Every single week. Damn. I open up. I open up GoToWebinar for an hour, and I'll take any question. And I share a tip on each part of the topics that we talk about in Fast Web Formula, which are typically stuff like uh, software, affiliate marketing, selling uh, info products, Every how week, to run huh? your team. Every week for one hour, I'm on the line. I want to provide maximum value. I'm doing you know, several calls for Silver Circle. I go, I go behind the scenes in one-on-one and diagnostics and that. But for Fast Web Formula... I really want to start a discussion. I want to share some tips. Just that feature alone would be worth the subscription, as is the local meetups or just being able to ask questions in the forum. But if you combine it all, and I'm serious about this business. I want it to be strong and I want it to, you know, I just want to step up the value. So that's why I've opened up a weekly mastermind call. Sweet. It's a really, really, really good deal. All right. So that's our news and updates for this week. We're going to move into some comments and see what you have to say to us or about us. The first one is from Jared on Pleasure. He says, hey guys, it was pretty surreal to hear one of my previous comments read out loud in this episode. Thanks, dude. We will always read your comments out loud when you uh, leave them for us because our, our point, our whole goal with the show is to engage with you. So thank you. He says, the, the physical anchor section was very interesting. I love the bling in Jeepany. Love the bling and jeepney. I don't know what that means. Thanks for doing this. Oh, no, no. It's like all the little ornaments and stuff in the trike that I've oh, got to okay. lift in. It's okay. a picture. Yeah. Thanks for doing this episode despite the tech challenges. Audio quality was still pretty decent. Go smart, lab. I'm waiting for Ezra's next info product, unlocking your pansensualness. <laughs> you, could, you know, if you could combine that with stick to somehow, you'd have a real hit. You know what's funny about that is I am um, – one of the things I'm doing is branching out as well as far as content goes to do more content that is um, 
based on broader things like like relationship and the way I'm going oh, to I do that. Oh, I thought you were going to just focus on developing and making up new words because yeah. you, <laughs> you've got these weirder ones. But, well, I've got I've got lingo. You know, I'm, I belong to a certain set of uh, a subculture, a very small group of people who has a certain type of lingo, and uh, it sounds fancy in this broader context. Is that a hipster thing? Well, no, it's not a hipster, dude. Is <laughs> I'm just winding <laughs> you up, bro. You got you know, you're getting me going. But uh, anyway, it was in the movie last night. I said no hipsters into the into the and no virgins allowed into the nightclub in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a hipster free zone. All right, um, your turn. Okay, so one on marketing. What is better, making blog posts with a date or without a date? Please explain reasons. Keep up the awesome work. I hope to meet you one day. Uh, un abrazo grande desde Puerto Rico. Uh, Big hug Puerto from Rico. Puerto Rico. Right. So I go with putting the date. Why? Because people want to know if it's fresh or relevant. And if you make it really good content, it's timeless and it doesn't matter if it has a date. I uh, agree. I yeah, agree. So. I think you don't. Why are you hiding the date? You know, what's the point of that? What are you? Well, I used to hide the date five years ago because. Well, why? What's your goal? I don't understand why you're hiding the date. Uh, my goal was that people would come to whatever landing page on the blog and that that they could start up there. Uh, I, I'm not even sure now, but in any case, I put dates on my posts now. And in fact, Carol, one of our amazing subscribers, who we uh, who has, we have been rolling. Yeah, she yeah we roll Carol uh, often. Uh, we we she asked the you have to go back a few episodes for that one, folks. We she asked me why I don't have dates on my super fast business post, and then I went to look at it, and uh, sure enough, there wasn't, and I didn't realize there wasn't because it was just a carryover from something we used to do. The other thing is I used to only post to it like once every six weeks, so I was um, not prolifically updating it like I am these days, where I'm putting out quite a lot of content each week. Yeah, sweet. Okay, also, we've got a speak pipe message from Juan in Puerto Rico, and we're going to roll that now. Hey, Ezra, this is Juan from Puerto Rico. Quick question, why do you choose gray so often for your websites, templates, presentation, background slides? Un abrazo grande. Okay, uh, why do I use gray so often? I, I think it's it, it's. Um, I don't really so, have a good answer. So drab. And I don't have a good answer for that other than that I've got a certain design aesthetic that um, I adhere to for my sites, and I feel like grays are a really nice muted tone for backgrounds and things like that, and um, they help make the other colors on the site pop, and it's just I'm a fan of it. And I have tested a lot of background colors back in my – when I was testing that kind of thing on my e-commerce stores. I'm now testing more sophisticated things, but at that time, you know, grays like like uh, grays were working, and so I use them in a lot of my businesses as backgrounds. Like if you notice on Smart Marketer, there's a gray background, and then the content is in white, and it's the same on a lot of my e-commerce businesses. It's just kind of one of my design aesthetics. I have no really – like I can't tell you uh, – any recent split tests that that say why that is there you go so that's your scientific answer (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure he was just because wanted something else (laughs) he wanted more from me on that now we uh we dug back into our speak pipe barrel there was a few uh hectic episodes there where we we didn't have time to run them all but we we promised to run them all and we found a couple in there which were from um, shortly after our retreat. So this is like a little blast from the past. First up, we have Kate. Hi, James and Ezra. Uh, this is Kate here, your recent guest at the Think Act Get Lifestyle Retreat in Hawaii. 
been home for nearly a week and that's been time to reflect on how excellent the event was. James, it was brilliant to see your uh, acuity in action and to be exposed to the great systems you have underpinning your business success. At first glance, I think it's deceptively simple, but then when you think about um, all the seven-figure businesses that you've built for yourself and for your clients, um, all those processes, checklists and things that you have are just uh, really super impressive. So thank you for exposing me to those. Ezra, what can I say? The care and thought that you and Carrie put into the event was evident through every single detail. And you really shared your Hawaiian home with us, including your amazing spouse and her incredible talents. Um, Also, thank you, Ezra, for the support you gave me personally and the very wise advice, plus this um, validating my business model. That was um, really powerful for me. And can I just say between you and I, Ezra, on that matter of selling my business, I may have a very good lead, which is very exciting. So I've got my fingers crossed there. But thank you both again for this marvellous event. And uh, if you ever run it again, um, I'll be first to sign up. And I'm sure so will a lot of other people. So thank you. Bye. All right. So Kate had a good time and is going to come back. That's really nice. I, I really enjoyed you come into the retreat, Kate, because you brought a lot to the event. And, of course, the event is only as good as the sum of all the participants, and that's what made it special. We had such unique, uh, different characters and uh, interesting challenges to to look at and to, to work around. So it, it was good. And I also concur, uh, Ezra and his lovely wife, Carrie, who makes a guest appearance by name at least in every episode. She does. Uh, were she amazing. She totally does. <laughs> so that should tell you something, right? Yeah. And she also, um, you know, she co-writes a lot of these episodes with me when we're doing the like, uh, when I'm writing my little parts that I want to talk about. Um, so she's very involved in Think I Get. Kate, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate you saying that. And I'm very happy to know that you'll be coming back because I have a feeling that we will be running another Think I Get Lifestyle Business Retreat sometime in the future. Yes, I think we will as well. All right. So next we've got Stephen. Hi, James and Ezra. This is Stephen from the Psychology Webinar Group, and I just heard my name mentioned, so I thought I'd jump on and say g'day. How you going, James? Hi, Ezra. Hope you're both well. Um, I was on the guest show. I'm a couple of weeks late, I think. You guys were in Hawaii, but now you're everywhere else in the world, wherever you may be. Uh, I do have a couple of suggestions. Um, Not sure... If you want to cover them or not, one of them is turning publicity into positive influence and profit. I think there is an art to doing that. Um, A business may have good publicity, but having trouble turning that into positive cash flow or influence, whatever the case may be. And the other suggestion I may have is a question which I'm sure both of you have been asked, but a full discussion between the two of you would be fantastic, I think. Uh, It comes from uh, John Lee Dumas, uh, which is if you were to magically lose everything overnight and all of a sudden just have your laptop and $500, what would you do? I think that would be a, a very insightful discussion between the two of you. 
because you would all of a sudden have to do only what is necessary uh, without anything else. Um, James, I know you're, you know, that's basically your Bible, only do what, what has to be done. Um, Ezra, I just joined your email list, so I'll find out what you're... I, I kind of know you a little bit from the Think Out Get podcast um, and from FWF4, and I think you were awesome. Um, and what else can I say? Oh, Terry Lim, I heard his suggestion about criticism. Uh, I think that can be summed up in three words, funnily enough. And those three words are... I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it. Should I? Oh, f- the haters. <laughs> oh, that's an inside joke for anyone who was at Fast Web Formula 4 last year. FTH was... Uh, it was... It was. I don't even know. You could tell them, James. I don't even know how to explain it, but it was hilarious. Well, basically, we had... <laughs> We had the competition at Fast Web Formula 4 and uh, it was to submit a video and at one of the nights we had a comedian and the comedian found a, a friend in the front row called Stephen. I won't say his full name because Stephen Tuna Violi uh, probably wouldn't want us to publish that. But anyway, <laughs> Stephen got into a bit of debate with the comedian and it's not maybe not always the wisest thing to do. comedian was having fun about where Stephen lived because that's what comedians do. They pick on things because they think it's funny anyway Stephen went back to his room he submitted the video contest and at the end he paused and then he and then he said fth like those three words and we've actually got a t-shirt made up now with Stephen's beautiful head on it with the <laughs> with the the motto our good friend greg merrily's uh produced this for me it, and uh, I'm going to present this to Stephen at Fast Web Formula Five live. It was so good. Uh, it was. It was. Just it, had was to be it was. There. It, was it makes me cry with laughter when I watch this video. And if I you have watch on my desktop, and I watch it from time to time. Just that part, I do. I'm not even kidding. And it was just so good. It's like an in, one of these inside jokes that a whole room of people had together, and it was just awesome. So Stephen, you're a legend. Yeah, and we might even get a little snippet of the video and maybe bleep it out and pop it onto the site here with the show. Just we, if you're we should, interested. we should, yeah. we should totally do that. All right, now we're at our think about it section of the day. James, are you keeping this quote? <sighs> yeah. Okay. I always, I always feel really successful when you keep them <laughs> half the time. You yeah. Know. Well, I mean, it's Jim Rohn, and he's a bit of a dude. I think he was like one of the mentors for Anthony Robbins. So he's, he's, you know, actually. Uh, in 1995, when I started selling cars, one of my customers uh, was so impressed that I managed to sell him two brand new 5 Series and a Z3 on the spot. Uh, he went back to his office, came back with a big box of cassette tapes, and one of the cassette tapes was Jim Rohn. So I actually got Maxwell Maltz, Jim Rohn, and all these amazing people, Bob Proctor, back in uh, 1996. I'm just way off. I'm a decade out here. It was 1996. And, uh, yeah, so way, way back. Then we're talking cassettes and stuff, probably before your generation, Ezra. Uh, but I got all these greats on cassette, and Jim Rohn was one of them. So I'll run with the quote, discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. And it is. It is discipline. Do you, it's, it comes back to kind of like the uh, sort of similar to willpower. It's like can you – consistently take certain actions do you have discipline are you able to be patient and really consistent 
Well, that's the, that's the thing. You know, my friend who was on Skype before our call who uh, was talking about having good questions, he actually said that one, his first reaction um, when I said, uh, you know, ask yourself better questions, he said his first reaction was he was pissed off because there's no easy answer to it. And I said, well, that's the thing. Like, life isn't actually easy. You know, it's rich and full. You're going to have to work sometimes, folks. This is all, um, you know, internet riches, blah, blah, blah. It isn't just going to land in your lap. You've got to go out and, and do it. I know the Americans call it hustle. Have you seen that movie, American Hustle? I haven't yet, but I want to. Yeah. So, I mean, hustle's not necessarily a positive term in some other countries. But in any case, um, you're going to have to do stuff. I like Peter Drucker's quote. I'll always throw that one in, like doing the right things. You got you, There's a doing part to that as well as the right things. You've got to do. So um, it's great to set goals. But I, as I was saying to my friend, you've got to know why you want – why do you even want the goal? Why is it important to you? Um, what's the point of this goal? Would, what sort of person would you become if you achieved your goals? That might give you the motivation. And the, the only reason we set goals into the future, which is kind of depressing because we'll never get there, like you never reach um, the future. It's always in front of us. But it's also what gets us through all the hurdles and the difficult things. Uh, and a uh, good place to get more information on this is to look up some of the Dan Sullivan stuff. I've heard him talk on I Love Marketing and with Dean Jackson and Dean Jackson shared a lot of these ideas with me when we were hanging out in Manly. And now I've gone and read up a little bit more on it. But he actually has a book called The Gap and that whole thing is about goal setting and um, why it's you're doomed to unhappiness if you're always looking forward and why you really need to reflect on your past as well and celebrate it. You know, you just mentioned, you kind of just said word for word what my quote is, which is a, a quote by Henry David Thoreau. And um, if, you don't, if you haven't read any Thoreau, you should check him out for sure. Uh, what you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. Exactly. So it's like a fundamental step. You know, like if I if if a simple goal right, I just want to surf every day and and master a craft that I suck at at the moment because uh, I'm a complete beginner. I'm okay with being a beginner, but who would I become? And I actually was this morning when I was lying in bed, I was visioning um, paddling onto a wave, standing up and riding that wave all the way to the shore. And I I've, I was smiling and I was excited about it as I thought about that. And who I'll become, I'll, I'll become someone who can really enjoy nature more and I can harness the energy of that wave and, and feel a sense of accomplishment and remind myself every day that I used to not be able to do this. So that's what drives me. Absolutely. Now I'm going to bring it home with a tip, which is... <laughs> just like, is this a new section? Well, this is, we used to have tips. <laughs> the <laughs> bonus tips. Then we got, we got rid of tips, and now I'm bringing one tip. If, we, if there's tips, I put them in there, you know, whatever. But <laughs> now I've got a tip here, which is that I think that it's a good idea to frame your goals with positives rather than negatives. So instead of setting a goal not to eat as many sweets, set a goal to eat two desserts per week if your current dessert consumption rate is five or whatever, you know? So instead of setting that goal as a negative, uh, frame your goal with positives and it really helps. Um, it just helps with the goal setting process. So frame your goals positively rather than negatively. That's my last tip on goal setting. James, bring us home. All right. So you've been listening to Think at Get, which is where we're talking about mindset, behavior, and results. We actually think that the way you think 
uh, dictates how you're going to act and the way that you act determines what sort of results you're going to get. So we really want to improve your life and your business. Well, I guess we never drift too far from business because we're both because of businessy people, but certainly the way that we operate and the way that we think is going to have a huge impact on our business. So we, we really do look at that life section and it's all about you, our listener. So we have been listening to episode 37 on goals. Goals are something we all have in common. Every one of us has desires, things we'd like to do, experience or accomplish. The practice of continually setting and reaching your goals is the practice of creating good habits and successful ventures of any kind. Notice that we're talking about goals, not resolutions. And we told you why. We had a great discussion about resolutions and why they're not the best thing. And don't get sucked into that whole news thing and doing all this stuff right now that you're going to stop next week. Go beyond that. Think about who you want to become, why that's important to you, what sort of things would you like to do and then be prepared to put in the effort and celebrate whenever you reach a milestone. And even if you don't get the whole goal, it's not about on or off, it's about degrees of success. Set an easy minimum goal. It might be to surf once a month uh, would be the minimum. The target might be to surf twice a week and the outrageous would be every day. And somewhere you're going to land in the goal zone and you can celebrate that because if you weren't surfing before, then now at least you're surfing once a month. So even the minimum goal is a step forward. You're making progress. You can be happy. Goals, what are they? How are you using them? And how are they affecting your business and your life? That's what we've been looking at in this episode of Think at Get. Bow, chicka, bow, wow. Have you can brown cow really fast? It sounds like brown chicken, brown cow. No? Brown chicken, brown cow. You got to say it fast, though. Brown chicken, brown cow. But like with a little emphasis on it. Oh, brown chicken, brown cow. There you go. <laughs> I'm not sure why we're doing this. I have no this idea. Part of the... I have no idea why we're doing that. Um, You're a anyways, strange man. Yeah, a strange but beautiful man. Thank you right. so much. Listener, thank you so much. We really enjoy our time together. Really enjoy hanging out with you and um, look forward to meeting you at, at Fast Web Formula 5 in Sydney, at Traffic and Conversion Summit in San Diego, um, at, a, at a local meetup, whenever that happens. I look forward to it. So thank you so much and we'll catch up with you on the next episode of Think, Act, Get. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.